0: Welcome to the Business of Property podcast. I'm Simon. And I'm Stuart. We're both property people running our own businesses. And this podcast is just us chatting every week about the reality of anything and everything property. Well, having said that, we may not be talking entirely about property on this particular occasion. But please do visit thebusinessofproperty.com where we have lots of past episodes talking much more about property. And you can also sign up to our fantastic email newsletter, where we will share resources, links, graphs, stats, and all sorts of other things when we talk about those on more property-focused episodes. On this particular episode, though, we are going to be talking a bit more about personal development and how Stuart and I have tried to improve our lives and improve how we spend our time and a bit about our struggles with doing so. So quite independently, Stuart and I have both decided in the past to try and make the most of our morning times as part of our sort of structuring our days. And we've both had some some good success with that and some some sort of other times where we've struggled a bit more with it. So I think first of all, We should talk a bit about why on earth would we do this. And my my personal experience is that I've known from a a very young age that I'm very much a night owl, and if left to my own natural tendencies, I I will go pretty much nocturnal (laughs) and spend my my waking hours in the dark. I'm not quite sure what should be read into that about me, but let's let's gloss over that quickly and get to you, Stuart. Why would you? choose to get up early in the morning
1: well it's one of those questions that comes up and the simple answer is because that's where the time is for me and anyone with children young children particularly children under 10 years of age we know that we don't have time you know once the kids are up all bets are off because because of all the stuff that we have to deal with so and when I looked at time for me personally, by the time I got to the end of the day, you know I'm tired, you know we're tired we we're doing our jobs we're help you know we're helping with the kids or we're parenting the kids, and come seven eight p m you know even when the the younger kids were down it, it's you sit on the the sofa or wherever and you, you you know you exhale and you just want to have some me time. I think that's it you just I need to need some time for myself now. The interesting part for me was that before I kind of went into property and moved into property full time, I did a few consultancy gigs, you know, for for two, three, four years, where I was working in central London. Now, unlike you, I definitely consider myself a morning lark, which is, I definitely do my best work first thing in the morning. That's where I feel top of my game, sharp, and alive. And knowing that, When I was working in London, the the options I had were: well, I just go to work, I commute at the same time as everyone else, do a day's work, or and you know, go to the gym at lunch. And and I know you're similar to this. I thought, well, I don't want to get dressed twice. I don't want to wash twice in the day. Like that's that feels like in this. This is where we might be similar. You just feel that feels like a waste of time. It's suboptimal to use technological phrases. So I used to quite ridiculously get up at five a.m walk to the train station in the pitch black dark, and get, and I'd be in London, central London, by 6 a.m. at the latest. And I'd be in the gym at that time, either swimming, running, whatever. And I believed over that sort of three years that that was my that was my, my natural time. So I thought, well, I, I can get up at five, because I was doing it at least three days a week, going into London. And when the COVID happened, I thought, oh, do you know what? I'm just going to stop setting the alarm, because you know the kids are going to get me up at a certain stage anyway so the kids will always get me up by you know no no later than six thirty. My the boys seem to always get up pre 6 a.m for some reason so I thought well I'll, I'll just let that happen and and see what time my natural body clock starts waking me up turns out I will wake up as late as I possibly can without an alarm <laughs> and I was waiting for that to stop and it didn't. So for about two and a half years since COVID, I was waiting for me to just start waking up at five o'clock and it never happened. I, I think that's, that's really,
0: really fascinating that you, you will just sleep as late as you can. And, and I, I completely agree. There, there were a couple of things I wanted to pick out there. You said that you do your best work in the morning. That's when you feel the most alive. And I think rather than it being in the morning, Per se for me, it is much more after having woken up. <laughs> so if I sleep during the day and wake up in the evening, that is when I feel most awake, having just woken up. But it's obviously just a different time of day, and perhaps you you are more of a night owl than you thought. If you want to sleep that later time, or perhaps it's just that we both have children these days, and they are exhausting. <laughs> it doesn't matter how much sleep you get. You always need some more.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's true because it, you know, like everyone else, I'm sure, you know, put a good film on. Well, I like my wife who will, who will invariably fall asleep, whatever, whatever film we put on. But, yeah, you know, put put a streaming service in front of me and I could watch that till one, two o'clock in the morning, no problem. So I, I like the evenings, but I just, and it, like you say, for that reason, I feel much sharper in the morning. But the evenings did get longer because, particularly when the kids are younger, and we did have routines, you, you, we could enjoy that evening, knowing, okay, they're they're dealt with. This is our time to spend together. But, but it wasn't as productive as I wanted to be. You know, I wasn't wasn't living as I wanted to live, in the sense of there were things that I wanted to do and the reason I wanted to get up early was because I wanted to get up early and go for a run or go for a swim and particularly for me personally I wanted to do fit meditation into my day because having got into a habit of it a few years ago I realized just how important it was to me personally really clear my mind and create this virtuous cycle of doing the things that I wanted to do and when that time was taken away so when i was getting up later and i saw it so much in the last year you know my youngest is 5 that you know i'd get up around the time you know we needed to do the breakfasts and get them ready and get get out for school we've got four kids you know all of whom you know we take to school and then and it's really simplistic to say you're on the back foot but then I'd go into work and then open up the email and I start responding to emails. And I'm so, unfortunately, I have conscious incompetence around that because I know that, that if I'm just responding to emails, I'm working on somebody else's priorities, not my own. Now, of course, there's going to be emails that I need to work with. So it was starting to frustrate me that I was living in a way, knowing that, that, that this was not the best way for me to conduct myself and move towards what I wanted to do. And that, Essentially, if I reached the goals I'd set for myself, it would be just as much about luck that it would be judgment because I hadn't planned my day. I wasn't clear on the big things I needed to work on. Like I call them the big rocks. And, you know, that drove me towards changing my behaviors. What, what brought you to that point where you suddenly realized you had to, to change?
0: I think it's, it's very similar, although different in terms of the, the detail. So it was very much, uh, for me, also losing control of my time. So when I got up later, my more, well, if I left my more, more natural time, that was just completely incompatible with family life. Because as you say, children have to be got to school, they have to be got dressed, they have to be fed, and all of these things that you would think would come fairly naturally as they get older, but apparently don't. and that means you have to be dragged out of bed at a certain time. So I I would find that that was happening for me. But then, as you say, I wasn't ready for the day. So then after getting the children ready and and off and out and what have you, because I work from home and and either my wife does the the school run or the older ones can get themselves there these days. So I I would get up sufficiently late that I wasn't dressed before the kids left the, the house. And then, After they'd gone, it was then that I would start getting ready and preparing for the day and maybe doing some exercise and things. And by the time I actually sat down at a desk to do any work, I'd seemingly lost half the day. And then, because I'm working from home at four o'clock or sometimes before, the children turn up again. And while I carry on working, my quality of work drops somewhat (laughs) at that point. And I've been very much finding that my my sort of work day was too compressed and then i was having to sort of catch up in the evenings so i was doing further work later on in the evening and and that worked better when the children were younger but as they've got older they now stay up later and and i just no longer have that evening time and that hasn't been the case for for some years now as the, as my children have been older so so I, I just had to rearrange things to actually fit everything in. And and as you mentioned, there's there's always the option of sort of, well, I've, I've got up a bit later, so let's not do the exercise in the morning. Let's do the exercise in the evening. Again, there's sort of conflicts with family time, perhaps, but at least that means I get more time in my working day. But then, as you said, I have to shower in the morning to be ready for the day, and then Having been out for a run or trip to the gym or whatever in the evening, I have to shower again, and that's that's an extra, I don't know, fifteen minutes or something of the day, seemingly pointlessly wasted. And I, I wanted to try and optimise the structure of my day, and, and I've been through a number of different iterations of sort of structuring the day and choosing my start time and things and get up time for trying to work out the the best <laughs> sort of fit for all these different bits that need to happen in, in the morning to try and get me be ready for for the day and I I think I'm still evolving that and a couple of years ago I was actually this was pre-pandemic and I kind of maintained it during the pandemic as well that I was actually keeping to a fairly early start time and uh, having a, a good morning structure however a couple of months ago over the summer holidays that kind of collapsed for me again and i i've i've only very recently managed to sort of start forcing my way back into those those early starts i really do find it very difficult to get those early starts and, and i've sort of developed some tricks for myself which maybe i'll talk about in a moment but how do you find those early starts now Stuart? that you have decided to to do them again how do how are you making yourself get up
1: yeah it's That's that's the challenge, and through a lot of the books I've read, yeah, I've I've come to realize that most everything we do, whether we believe it or not, is down to habit. Whether we whether we like it or not, most of what we do is down to habit, and that ranges from what we eat to you know the times we get up and the things that we watch and the things that we say. But so I I knew I had to change a habit and. For me, it was about working out which habit. And, you know, I read a book called The One Thing, which is really good about tracing things back to the smallest action that you can do and creating that habit. And first up, I, I thought, well, I need to get to bed earlier. And, and I I set myself the objective. Well, I, I have to be in bed between 9 and 10 p.m. And as long as I do that, I should be able to get up earlier. Now, the, the, the short summary of this story is, it just didn't happen i I couldn't do it because there's you know we've got kids clubs and this that and the other and some nights i'm not getting walking through the door until nine half nine now and i think it's advisable that if if you can get to bed earlier it makes so much sense however it just wasn't working out for me and so i thought well this isn't i'm not creating a habit so basically there's there's a great habit sheet you could do and most common thinking now is that to create a habit, you have to do this thing for 66 days. And, and I've actually proved that in my in my life in the last few years, that actually when I've done something for 66 days, it's stayed. Although of course, like everything else, it can be broken and you can replace that habit with a bad habit, should you wish. But in the end, I just said, you know what I'm just going to do, I'm just going to set my alarm for 6am. And the habit I'm going to create is I have to be in my study, which is downstairs by 6.15 so the habit is be in the study by 6.15 don't have to do anything so so there's a sheet and all I have to do is put a cross in the box as long as I'm in the study by by 6.15 I can put a cross in that box and you know that's something I've been doing for you know 20 plus days now and it and it is becoming a, a, a habit and what that does the smallest action does is, is of course so so when I'm in the study I do the things I want to do so actually I do uh, I do some stretching stroke yoga for for a number of reasons I actually meditate and I do some reading and that's just coming out of the fact of picking the smallest action so my learning is that for me personally that, that if I try and think these things through and I do too much thinking I just can't I can't make it happen that I have to create the action I thought because I'd, I'd, I'd read some other things like, you know, what, what the, what's the smallest action you can do? You know, when we've, you know, I'm sure people have heard of, you know, if you want to go running, put your running stuff on before you go to bed. So you wake up in your running stuff and you've made it really easy to go and put your running shoes on and get out the door. It's finding that one little action that you know. You, so just to, to, to give an example of that. So, for example, about a year ago. I wanted to to create a habit of stretching because I've got really, you know, for, through running and stuff like that, I've got really, you know, tight hamstrings. Don't want to get into that. But I knew I just needed to stretch. So I thought, well, what can I do? So what 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 would be really hard not to do would be just to do five minutes stretching a day. So I had to do five minutes stretching a day. Really, it's, you know, I should be doing 20 minutes or 30 minutes, but it's like, what what can I not fail to do? So even on a day where, It'd been a really busy day, I'd been really busy with work, really busy with the kids or something. I could either stretch for five minutes at lunchtime or five minutes to get home. And after 66 days, that became a habit. So I knew, and invariably, I wasn't stretching for two minutes or five minutes. I was stretching for 10 or 15 because that's just what happened. So, so for me, it was just about what's the one action I know that I can do. And if the alarm goes off at six, I know that the kids are going to get up shortly thereafter. So I can just, some days I've walked into that study at bang on 6.15, but it's happened. And that got me into doing the things that I wanted to do. Yeah, I, I like your approach of
0: trying to trying to make the next action easy. So uh, I'm not quite sure about the going to bed in my running running kit, but it's it's sort of along those those lines. So I have I have for a very long time used an alarm where it's it's on my phone. It's uh, an app. Uh, I'll try and remember to put a link in the show notes and. You can set it up with various different options. But the one I use is that you, in order to switch the alarm off, you have to scan a certain barcode. And you can have a photo of objects or various other things. But I I use a barcode. And this barcode is sufficiently far from my bed that I have to get up. (laughs) So I cannot turn my alarm off. And I used to have it so that I had some snooze options and things like that before it became critical, but I've found that it, they just waste time. Yes, I'll, I'll snooze and then I'll have disturbed sleep for the next 15, 20 minutes while I keep snoozing it and it's just pointless. So, so I no longer have that. The alarm goes off, I have to get out of bed in order to walk across the room and turn the alarm off. So that, that's the first step. That's the hardest step and that's the bit that I feel I have to sort of force despite not wanting to do it. <laughs> so that I have that solved. And get out of bed, but now, oh my goodness, I want to just turn around and go back into bed and lay down again <laughs> <laughs> so so, the next trick is to make it so that it's easy to not do that, or at least just maybe interesting enough not to do that so it's I think it's good that you've you have the the plan of moving yourself and putting yourself in a different environment so you can't go back to bed. I have taken some some different approaches to this, and for for a long time, I thought. It works best to structure my day and my morning such that I get up and I go and do some exercise first thing. But the trouble is I don't really like doing exercise <laughs> and hence it's very difficult to make me actually do that when I'm just woken up and really quite tired still and really would quite like to go back to bed. So I found that it doesn't really work if that's that's the next thing I've got to do. So instead I've tried various other approaches. So perhaps rather than going back to bed, I might sit at my desk and look at my computer and maybe check my email or maybe do something vaguely constructive if I've planned that ahead. But the problem with that is I found I then got get stuck at my computer and time would disappear. I'd be doing useful stuff probably, but, but the time would disappear faster than I wanted. So what my current strategy is, rather than doing anything else, I will actually... Allow myself to sit on my bed, so not not in bed, but on bed, and I will look at some puzzles. So they they they're fun, they're interesting, and they actually help wake my brain up a bit as well. So I'll sit there and do some puzzles for a few minutes, and then once I've woken up a bit more, then I'll get on and, and get get going with other things. And and again, that used to be that I would then go out for a run, and I was managing to do that okay when the weather was better, but in recent months when it's been cold and rainy and dark in the mornings I I have fallen off the the morning exercise bandwagon and and I am now finding that I'm I'm getting on with doing things around the house instead so I I go and empty the dishwasher and start getting ready for the day in in that way instead so that 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 gets me gets me going for the morning and accomplishing useful things but on the habit building side of things I think it's very interesting that that you feel you can build a habit and sort of get into that pattern and and it will will stick with you even when I've been getting up early in the morning and my, my normal sort of early at the moment is 6 a.m so that does feel quite early to me yeah in, in the past I have done that for hundreds of days in a row but I've always felt that I am right on the edge of of reverting that habit I've never really felt that it's been properly ingrained and just just one sort of slip and and I'll I'll be back to sleeping all day so do you really feel that once you've done that for a period of time it really is sort of easier to follow the habit rather than not follow it because I I always feel it's an effort to, to keep following
1: sleep might be slightly different but my personal experience is that 66 days is a thing and I know that to be the case because there are days where once i would built this habit of doing stretching yoga for five minutes a day that I would t- – well, I typically do it in the first thing in the morning when I've just got up. But let's say there was a day where something happened. I hadn't – you know, did the school run, helped the kids out, went to work, came back. And it just wasn't in my mind. But I went up to the bedroom and I, and just without me even wanting like, – actually – in my head, I was saying, I really don't want to stretch right now. I just got down, got on the mat, and I did what I did. And that was just born of habit. And it, what I've also been able to do is what some people will refer to as habit stacking. So once I've got a habit, so for example, where I knew that I had now gotten into the habit of doing this stretching on the mat, I thought, well, I, I want to do some press-ups and sit-ups. So because I know I'm, I'm, I'm doing this every day... I'm gonna just tag on the back of that. And again, I had to make it so simple that I could not not do it. So I set myself the, the habit, which this is where I'm still midway through creating this one, probably like 30 days. But on the end of my stretching, I do five press-ups and five sit-ups. Like that's it as long as I do five press-ups and five sit-ups, I can put a little cross in a box. And again, that's happened. Now, some days I've done 10 press-ups, ten sit-ups, some days I've done 15 20 25 and on days like today and most other days when I really don't feel like it I just do five and I'm like that's it don't want to do anymore because I'm just getting into that habit and I know that that will stick now getting up I think that's slightly different because you're coming from sleep to wake and but I do believe you know for me as well once I'm in that habit it, it will get easier however that what I'm hoping is because I couldn't do the early to bed thing is that invariably like on days like today I I will just say I'm I'm going to get to bed earlier because I'm I'm feeling tired today I've got up and I've got into the study before 6:15 but I'm feeling tired because yeah you know, I didn't I didn't come up to the bedroom till half past 10 you know and without getting into other habits you know for for me for example you know I I haven't had a mobile phone upstairs for years you know probably 5 years plus things like that and that, that's probably another, you know, another conversation for us to have about how we we don't distract ourselves and we're focused on the, the tasks in hand. And I don't want to digress on that. But to answer your question, I, I wholeheartedly one hundred percent believe that habits are a thing and will be created, and, and will probably set you a challenge on on creating one. I, I'll set you a sixty six day challenge, possibly not on <laughs> sleeping or waking up.
0: Um, Well, I guess I'll um, look forward to that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, on on that um, delightful news that I have to look forward to being set a habit building challenge, (laughs) I I think we are probably out of time. Please do get in touch with us. Let us know what you thought of us talking about some non-property things for, for an episode and how you build habits and how you structure your days and optimize your time. You can reach out to us on at B-I-Z of Property on Twitter. And you can also reach us via the contact form on thebusinessofproperty.com, which is also where you can find all our past episodes, over 150 of them these days. And you can sign up to our email newsletter, where we'll send you lots of resources, stats, graphs, and other bits and pieces that we, we talk about on the business of property. Stuart and I will talk to you again next week.